Tired of feeling anxious? Frustrated by your aches and pains? Do you want that tightness in your body to just go away? Well, I can help you feel good again with my virtual body, R&R. VBR releases physical tension in the body by using breathing and mental imagery techniques that calm the mind, relax the body, and allow you to move with ease. Go to PassionateHealthAdvocate.com and sign up for your virtual body R&R today. Frustrated with your pain or injury? That sucks, but I'm here to help. Hi, my name is Denise DeShetler and I'm a body worker and educator. Why is it so hard to find the care we need to feel better? Most of my clients have asked that question for years until we started working together. Now I'm gonna help you find those answers. I'll explore different health disciplines and chat with talented practitioners. We'll share our insights and practical advice to help you get the results you need to feel good again. Because seeking the right care for your health can be a pain in the arse. But with me, your wellness journey will turn into a fun-filled adventure. Buckle up, baby, for the Passionate Health Advocate Show. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining. I'm happy you're here. Today we are going to a place where we can do proactive care through interventional radiology. Let's buckle up. Welcome to the land of vascular healing. We are searching for Jennifer Valcazar an ambassador of Vascular Institute of Sacramento, California. Is that you? It's me. Hello there. Hello. Hi, Denise. I'm good. I'm good. And I want to thank you for inviting us to this land that I am really eager to learn more about, and I bet our listeners are too. You know, it is a fascinating land. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of people don't know about it. And once they arrive at the land and they determine that it could be a very beautiful possibility for them, it's very intriguing for them to move forward because then they walk away from this land very satisfied. Oh, this sounds like a great place to be. Thank you. Um, Can you tell us what exactly is the land of vascular healing? So, The land of vascular healing is primarily a place that is an outpatient clinic, and it's not a hospital. So the beauty of that is someone would be able to visit our land one-on-one, receive the care that they need, and then they go bon voyage because then they're satisfied, happy with the experience that they came to visit. Okay, okay. So how did you get to this land of vascular healing? Well, what happened was um, I have been in the healthcare industry for over 20 years, a couple different avenues. One was uh, senior living, you know, worked with seniors, you know, transitioning from home to a new space. And and basically, you know, it was their new land, you know, because they were at home and then they were um, having to experience a brand new chapter of their life. Uh, Another part of healthcare was being involved with uh, um, medical planning and devising new operating rooms, uh, building the suite so the doctors could perform surgeries. Uh, I worked in a hospital setting. But what led me to this vascular land was... I have a cousin uh, that passed away from um, peripheral arterial disease. And what happened was he was very well educated. He had the right resources as far as insurance was concerned. However, the person that he'd gone to for care did not know about this vascular land. So what happened was he um, actually had an amputation on his his lower extremity, which then turned to a 50% chance of the other one being amputated, which then it did happen. 
And then because of that, um, he just slowly declined, which was really sad. And I, I wish I had known about this land so long ago to be able to share with him the opportunity that we exploring today. And what's really interesting is this, 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 uh, vascular program that we invite many people to explore, to come in and try us out or to, to visualize what the benefits are to them is this. Um, it's been around for a while, yet a lot of doctors, hospitals aren't so familiar with it. And what that's called is interventional radiology. And what that is, is that it will really alleviate so many things that a person normally not visiting this land would experience. So the functioning of our clinic is primarily to heal the patient. It's not meant to uh, increase pain. It's not meant to increase rehab. It's not meant to have more cost. It's meant to heal. So that is the reason why I am part of Asker Institute, because I absolutely love what they are offering to our communities. Uh, and it's not just Sacramento. It, it's, it's to anyone that wants to come visit our land. You know, they can come here. Um, you know, they could drive here. If they needed transportation, we'd pick them up because they, we want them to have this experience that's like none other. Well, that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing your story. And I'm sorry to hear about your cousin. And you brought up that he was dealing with something. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what it was that he had and why he needed to get, uh, it sounds like he had two amputations. Did you want to? Yeah, so, so what the main cause is what's called PAD. And what that is, it's peripheral arterial disease. And that is the lower extremities, legs, and the feet. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about arterial, it's just like the arteries that, you know, lead up to your heart. But primarily, it is the arteries that are in folks' legs. And we take them for granted because, you know, we, we're on this earth. We walk around. We run. We swim. We jog. You know, we hike, we do all these things, even sit in our chair and, you know, and wiggle our toes. Yet we do not know the parameters of what peripheral arterial disease can actually do to a person. And whether a person is, uh, has a certain disease that would bring on peripheral arterial disease, or maybe it is hereditary, um, PAD is very little known in our communities. Reason being is because sometimes it's asymptomatic. And just mm. like right now in our pandemic, we've realized that asymptomatic means maybe little to no symptoms. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, a lot of um, people who are out and about, you know, they get a little cramping here and there on their, you know, their calf, or maybe they get a cramp in their toes. Um, what happens is, the cramping is a result of the artery in the leg becoming clogged. And just like as you hear, you know, folks who, you know, may have high cholesterol, what that does is it increases the plaque in the artery, which what we're more familiar with is stroke or mm -hmm. heart disease or heart attack. However, with PAD, the plaque is in built up in your lower extremity arteries. So once they, you know, increase and they start clogging up, there is that pain that they get. But we don't want to talk about pain right now because folks who have it or, or people who have heart disease or even folks that are 50 plus and don't even know it, pain is not what we're here to, to talk about. We're here about healing. And what we heal is we heal your mind. We heal the patient's mind, people's mind, community mind, that there is an alternative. There's an alternative to surgery. 
and there is an alternative to the mindset that you anyone can do this and know that there are uh, alleviating a lot of the fear that folks know about with pain. So when they connect it with the pain, they're, they're fear-based and then mm. they don't do anything about it. But when they hear about someone that can heal them, it's more of a proactive solution. So then what happens is by education and, and sharing a little bit more about how PAD works, they're not so scared anymore. And then they're like, well, what can I do? What can I do to get there? Where can I get, get to, how do I get to this vascular land? And how do I get this healing? That's what I want to share today. Wow. Thank you so much for that. Um, I have to say, I honestly have never heard of PAD and I'm sure a lot of listeners have never heard of it. And when you say that it's hard to, to know about it and people could be asymptomatic. So for a listener, um, what if they're not feeling any symptoms? How does one know they should go to the land of vascular healing or to the vascular Institute? What would, what are things that people need to look for to know of like, Oh, am, am I someone that this service should be, you know, explored? Yeah. So, so for example, when I talk about, um, asymptomatic, it's, it's this, that's what I mean about being proactive. Typically it is uh, a person who may be even pre-diabetic and not even know it. So say there is a man or a woman and they eat healthy, you know, maybe their grandpa or grandma had diabetes in, in the family, but because this person is so healthy, they're thinking, no, it's not going to happen to me. However, hered- hered- you know, hereditary genetics will link that to a person and say, well, you're trying to um, uh, alleviate, ha- not having to get the diabetes because you're, you know, eating, you know, good, you're having good nutrition habits and, you know, you're walking every day and you're keeping your heart healthy. But if it's, it's in the family, it may happen to that person. So mm-hmm. how that works is the person may be pre-diabetic and not know it. They've gone to the doctor, but, you know, they're not even borderline yet. They're pre-diabetic. And so that's when asymptomatic is primarily in effect. It's starting to happen. However, even if someone doesn't know that they have prediabetes or even if they know they don't have peripheral arterial disease, if they're 50 years old and up, it's a good chance that they want to rule it out. So let's rule it out. The folks can come to Vascular Institute. They, excuse me, they can get a screening. And what that means, it's what's called an ABI index. And it's similar to getting your blood pressure taken. All you do is you take off your shoes and your socks. So how it works is it's like a blood pressure cuff, except it goes around your ankle. So how that works is they, uh, the, uh, the tech will put the uh, cuff around your ankle and they pump it up and they check for your pressure, your blood pressure, just like they would on your arm. Depending on the level of um, the, the, you know, the degree uh, of, of the blood pressure will determine the next step. So if it's in a low category, they're going to go, you're great. Everything's fine. So your artery is clear, you know, don't have any worry. Phew. So that's initial healing of the mind because now they can say, okay, great. I don't have that. We rule that out now. And then they are knowledgeable enough to say, well, maybe six months and a year from now, I'll come and do it again. Someone who doesn't know about that wouldn't even know to get the ABI. So say, for example, the ABI shows uh, the higher higher number category, and they say, well, we want to take the next step. Well, what is that? Well, then a doctor will go ahead and use what's called a Doppler. And a Doppler, it's almost like a little hand, hand um, looks like a hand massager, but it has like a little tool on the end, and it hooks into an ultrasound uh, system. And the Doppler basically goes over the artery to determine the flow 
and also determine if there's any blockage. So if they see that there's something there, then when they do the next step is they would do the complete ultrasound. That's when they know it can pinpoint exactly where the plaque lies or if there's any type of clotting. Because at that point, if there's clotting, typically there is cramping, but sometimes not because the way the clot is form, form, formatted and it, where, where it's placed, where it's sitting, it may not increase cramping at that point. So what happens then? Then we say, great, we found it. So the healing now, second part of the healing is the body. First your mind, now the body. Because what this is, is not surgery. It is what's called minimally invasive procedure, which is an outpatient. Nice. And it's beautiful. The land <laughs> of vascular is beautiful because I have never seen anything like it. I have been into the, uh, the uh, OR suite where the uh, procedure takes place. It's magical. I'm telling you, it's very magical because compared to what folks have witnessed in long past and even in this current times of surgery, it's not, it's, it's not anything that they could have imagined. So when we talk about the, the healing of the body is that it's very minimal in what the doctor does, which is called an interventional radiologist is he will or she will open up a little, it's it's tiny little incision, just like if you were going to, just like if you were going to have an outpatient, like you had to maybe get a stitch or two on your, say you got a cut on your hand and you needed a stitch or two. Well, this is basically a small incision and a catheter goes inside and then a camera goes inside the catheter. So we have a tech that is uh, looking at what's called an intravascular ultrasound. And it's, it's directing, just like we're on this journey, it, it, it is uh, showing the doctor his map and showing him exactly where he needs to go and how much room he has to, to proceed with the procedure. So the tech says, you have this much diameter to work with. And then the interventional radiologist says, great, let's take a look. So he takes a look at the plaque and you can see it in the camera, exactly how much plaque is built up. Sometimes it's just on the sides. Sometimes it's all the way around the artery. So if you can close your eyes and imagine like having a straw, Okay. And you know how a lot of us, you know, we'll, we like to go and have our favorite milkshake and sometimes the milkshake gets stuck in and around that straw. Well, we we're going, we're, we're trying to get the most of it. Right. Right. Well, sometimes because it's a little icy kind of sticks on the sides in there. Well, that imagine that being plaque in your artery. So what do we do when we have it stuck in our straw? We take a little something and we try to dig down in there to push it out, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing applies with the interventional radiologist. What he does is he uses very, very tiny, tiny, either it's a chisel, little blade, like a little chisel, or it is what's like a rotating blade. Now I tell you, it's very, very small. So imagine what your artery is small, it's smaller than that. And he, he hooks it onto a little tool. He goes in there with the camera and he scrapes it off. He takes it out. Then he suctions it just like we would the straw. Get all that milkshake out. So they get all the plaque out. And then they take a patch. The doctor takes a patch, covers up the incision. The procedure is about 45 minutes short. The patient goes into our recovery room, which is for probably about 45 minutes to an hour. And you will literally see, once the interventional radiologist opens up the floodgate of the blood before he closes the incision, you can remarkably see 
blood flowing to the toes. Wow. So by the time the person recovers, they literally can walk out of that room. And that is the beauty of healing. Because so many of our patients that have come into our vascular land have left almost like as if they're floating because (laughs) they can't imagine that this was so easy to do. But this is the reason why when we, we, you know, chatted earlier about how does somebody know to do that? Well, it's the proactive approach. And we all want to be healthy. No one wants to be feeling bad. Nobody. And it's just a matter of getting the right tools and the right words and the right uh, opportunities to say, gosh, that sounds like something I really want to do because, one, I'll feel much better. I'll feel healed. And two, I've ruled it out. And three, if I haven't ruled it out, it's going to be so easy that I'm glad I made that choice. Mm, very, very well said. Thank very you. Very well said. And that's, um, you know, with the show, we're always presenting resources and information. And I always say, if it resonates with you, then there's an opportunity for you to take action. And so what you're speaking upon um, could be extremely helpful for a lot of people out there. I have, I have some questions for you. Um, when you say that the ABI, right? For that someone to come in, um, you mentioned 15 older. So, for a general kind of understanding, do you advise people 15 older to get this checked out? Do you advise people that have a history of diabetes or um, heart disease um, in their you know health history? But what where you know people listening is like, oh, do am I one of these people that should really check this out? I mean, what would you say? would be kind of like checking the box for someone to say, okay, maybe I should head out here and check this out for myself and get an ABI. Sure. So basically uh, now the, the number one is, um, you know, if they're 50 or older, now it could happen to, to the younger population as well. It just, it depends on if there's a history in the family. Mm-hmm. So if there's history in the family, just like when uh, folks have, you know, numerous types of cancers in their family, then right. they also ask the younger generation to screen. Mm-hmm. Same thing applies. Okay. Um, typically, if someone may have smoked in their past uh, or they're smoking now, but even if they've quit for years, maybe 20 years even, that's someone who wants to check it out. Um if they've been diagnosed with diabetes, if they have kidney disease, uh, high blood pressure, or even high cholesterol, those are uh, folks that we want to see. Now, blood pressure can and high cholesterol can be managed as well as diabetes with medications or uh, management, you know, th- their management. However, uh, that doesn't mean it will rule out the PAD. Mm-hmm. Now, a healthy person, a healthy person could be experiencing um, cramping in the legs. They could be experiencing um, a foot pain that disturbs them when they sleep. Um, maybe they have a foot that's colder than the other. Now, um, in that case, there's what's called venous insufficiency. So that is separate from peripheral arterial disease. And what venous insufficiency is, is your vein in your leg is is clogged maybe with with blood because of the fact that there's several reasons why. There, you know, sometimes there are, you know, athletes, you know, that they've done so much, you know, uh, have so much athleticism in their life, you know, running, you know, all kinds of different sports, soccer, um, they're using their legs quite a bit. And when they get a little older, um, all that can break down, you know, all the, you know, the, what, what used to be strong, may, may not be as strong anymore. And now gives it time to develop, um, poor veins, which, which can cause poor circulation. So what that means is that the blood can't circulate properly back up towards the heart. 
So what happens is if the, if the vein becomes clotted, it can then lead to what's called uh, a thrombosis, which is a clot. And that, that clot will slowly move up that vein through the body. And initially where it lands is in your tummy. And then that's what's an uh, uh, aneurysm of the uh, abdom- uh, abdominal aneurysm. If uh, it goes any further, it could go into the lung. And so even a healthy person, just by having a breakdown of the vein, they can experience issues. And so the same thing applies. Uh, they can receive the healing as well. And what the procedure for that at Vascular Institute is what's called an ablation. An ablation does, what ablation does is the interventional radiologist, he or she goes in to the vein, same as applies a little incision, and basically puts a dye inside the vein to kill it. And, and I don't want to use, it's a strong word, killing it, mm-hmm. but it really is what it's doing because the vein is not healthy anymore. So we're going to put it to sleep. We're going to put it to a nice restful sleep and we're going to direct it to a healthier vein. That way, that person is healing not only with their leg, but then their mind because twofold. One, they can start running again and enjoying the sports that they love, you know, even if they're just working out at home. Two is they're healing, uh, they're healing their mind, knowing that they did this proactively, got the vein taken care of, and they're rest assured, you know, or their body can heal and then move forward to do, you know, other things and extend their life or extend that leg. Because once the leg starts breaking down with these bad arteries or bad veins, then folks then lose opportunity to walk which then mm-hmm. leads them to, you know, using a cane, which then leads them to a walker, which then leads them to the chair. And a lot, lot of people don't realize, even younger folks who have to, you know, maybe they have a breakdown in their legs early on and they resort to the, to the, uh, the electric um, motor scooter. They love those things. A lot of folks love those things because they're fun and you know, they put a little horn on it. Beep, beep. They're running around town. You know, even you see them in Target, you know, and everything or the stores. But what happens is that even weakens your legs more. Mm-hmm. And then it's harder for them to walk more, which then brings on even more onset of these situations that they could have taken care of long ago. So right. going back to what we were talking about as symptoms, if it's asymptomatic and they, uh, a person doesn't realize that, um, what they want to do is because they're 50 plus, yes, what's going to hurt? It's not going to hurt to go in and try it out. And if you know in your family, if, you, if anybody in the family had diabetes at some point in their life, rule it out. And then that way, when you rule it out, then you can focus on the other finer things in life. You know, we're, we're talking about that person's own land. That's the land of their body and their mind. So mm-hmm. if, they, if they are focused back on their own, you know, uh, happy place, then it makes us happy that we've done our job. Yes, yes, that's great. Oh, yeah, it's the Passionate Health Advocate Dance Break. Now get up and shake your thing. Let me let me ask you, because um, there may be a lot of people that have never even heard of Vascular Institute and know that's a resource. What happens if someone has these symptoms and then they go to the hospital? What what is the standard method of care for that? And then what provoked this institute to arrive? It sounds like it's it's invasive, it's non-invasive, and it's an outpatient, which is tremendous. We would all love that. So 
if, you know, because a lot of people based on insurance. So if they're going through the standard care, what is the standard care versus the care that you are providing? Well, Vascular Institute also takes insurance. So it's, it's um, you know, it's not cosmetic. It's actually uh, medically necessary. So it is covered by insurances. And if a person, say, for example, doesn't have insurance, but they want to pay out of pocket, we also offer that as well. Um, so in regards to the hospital setting, let's go back to what, we, what, what I shared earlier about um, a lot of a lot of doctors don't realize that this procedure is available because in training, a lot of doctors, you know, they, they learn all of the anatomy and they understand, you know, the arteries, you know, and the, the veins, you know, are, are part of that system that helps with the heart. And so if you talk to a cardiologist, what does a cardiologist do? Most of the time, a cardiologist will offer surgery. So they're in a surgery mindset. That doesn't mean it's wrong. However, if we are proactive with a patient to say, if you rule it out now, it eliminates them having to go to a hospital to actually, one, have surgery done on them, or two, have an amputation. Mm -hmm. No one wants either or. They don't. No one even wants surgery. And the reason being is when you do have a a surgery for peripheral arterial disease, it is very, very tough on the body, very, very tough on the mind. Why? Is because that person would literally be, uh, it's like, I'm going to give you a picture. And not everyone's a fisherman, but I am. So, I go out for the day and I find, you know, go, go out in the river and, and I'm fishing all day and I find this great big fish. I finally catch this great big fish and I want to take it home and I want to cook it. But what do I have to do in order to enjoy that delicacy? I have to clean that fish, which means I have to gut it. So I have to perform a surgery on that fish, right? <laughs> so I take the knife and I have to literally go from the top to the bottom, s- slice them open, you know, take out the guts, take out the bones, take out all the doodads in there. And then I'm ready to go. Right. Well, that's easy as said and done for a fish. But for a human, when they, they have that type of surgery performed on their leg, not only is it costly, but it is very painful. Recovery time is huge, long. And then when you're recovered, you still have rehabilitation, which means you have to learn to walk on that leg again. So imagine having a procedure that takes 45 minutes to an hour and recovery time, that's about an hour and resting your leg maybe that week. But imagine a month from there, two months from then, and a year from then, how a person feels so great. Whereas in surgery, you're looking at a lifetime of healing, which is not guaranteed a healing because you can also get uh, forms of um, infection, they have to go back in and, you know, maybe they, maybe the doctor, um, there was a instrument that wasn't, um, you know, maybe it wasn't uh, sanitized well and there was an infection. Be a lot of reasons. Or that when the person is going through the rehab, you know, it may have, you know, caused something else in another artery. So then they have to go back in and they have to clean that one. And then it starts it all over again. Whereas for a procedure, just say a person comes in and and got a Vascular Institute procedure done. And then the doctor, while he's in there, he sees that there's other opportunities to to fix another artery. He's going to do it that moment. And he's he's already uh, had 
the the patient instructed to agree if I find something that could be damaging to you, would you be okay with me clearing that one too? And the, the patient can say yes or no. Well, say the patient said no, that's okay. Because in the recovery time being one or two days, we can schedule them for another week or so mm-hmm. to go in and do the other one. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win no yeah, matter yeah. what what happens. However, in surgery, who wants to go back? Because they are going to have so much pain when they go home, they don't want to go back. And then what, is, what is then that called? Fear-based. So that is not healing. That is, to me, me personally, my thought of it is, a destruction of what a person could have a benefit of a leg to now a leg that is no longer useful. And even when it recovers and it rehabs and all this time is spent year two, three down the line, it is never the same to say, I can run on that leg. I can jog on that leg. I could do all these things with that leg because it's just because it's got, you know, so much, um, like tissue, you know, tissue from the form of the scar and things like Mm -hmm. that. There's a lot of issues that happen after that. So this is why we fully educate with the peripheral arterial disease and venous insufficiency and the creative options that we offer at Vascular Institute, because it would, it would free up the minds of so many folks out there that have seen or pictures of these surgeries say, oh, well, you know, even if I did have it, hmm, I don't think I want to go do that. And then yeah. what happens is yeah. it gets to become too late. Then they actually have to get the limb removed. So by, for example, there is probably at one point, there was about, there's about 160,000 amputations done per year in United States alone. That is not worldwide. Okay. Mm -hmm. And for every 20 seconds in our world, there is an amputation. So say a podcast is 3,600 seconds. Okay. We would be able to fix 180. We can prevent 180 folks from getting a limb amputation if they sought the proactive treatment. Nice. So if you, just, if you break it down like that and you see mm-hmm. how huge it is, mm-hmm. folks would be wanting to share with family and friends, hey, go get the ABI because yeah. the ABI is the most simplest form. You remember, it's just like blood pressure cuff. And when, when we've had uh, events that folks come in and we'll do complimentary screening, it's amazing because they say, that's all I have to do is take on my shoe and my sock. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then they're like smiling because, you know, then after they get their little treats, you know, their little goodie bag to go home and they're like, well, that was easy. And I said, yeah, you remember the button and you press the little button goes, that was easy. Same thing. You know, (laughs) it was fun. It was really fun because it was, it it was easy. And and they, they're, they weren't nervous because we talked them through it. We, they gave Mm -hmm. them the, the less risk of fear. And it was so minimal that when they left, they're like, okay, what do we do now? Because now they're excited to know that they're in a place where it's safe. They're in a place where we're excited for patient care and that they're on the road to recovery and they leave our lands wanting to share that they, someone else needs to go to that land. (laughs) That's beautiful. I mean, that really is a, a true way for healing. Thank you. Yeah. You're very welcome. I really, I, I, I just, I love what it's all about because, you know, helping, helping our communities save limbs and save lives. It's, it's, it's like any, I mean, you know, anyone who's an ambassador for, for what, what they're um, involved with is the passion there, you know, it just keeps growing. You know, it just keeps growing for better and better opportunities and better, better uh, technologies that if this works, what's going to be in the future? Mm-hmm, There's, it's mm-hmm. even going to going to be even better. And so, you know, being able to offer offer that type of um, outpatient treatment is is spectacular to me. 
That's fantastic. Yeah. So this gives people that are listening an opportunity to not only advocate for your care and be proactive, but uh, with your healing success, you can also be an ambassador for this type of treatment. How does one find Vascular Institute? Where are they located? Are there more than one? Are they just in the United States? Um, Where are they located? So we actually have uh, two in the Sacramento area. So there's one in Sacramento, California, and there's one in Carmichael, California. But we also have uh, one in Arizona. We have two, one in Texas, uh, Dallas area and the Houston area. And we are rapidly growing. So you will hear from me in the future of many other locations and to be able to share that, you know, in the future. And so what Vascular Institute goal is, is to reach out to the areas also uh, unable to reach us. Mm. What that means is there are rural areas that um, the folks, you know, they might be on country lands, you know, they might be um, just in in areas that there's not so much medical care available. Um, So what we'll do is we put satellite branches out in different rural areas so that we can at least get the screening covered. Yeah. Okay. Once that is taken care of and we can rule it out, then we educate the community to inform them of, of, you know, you know, just like just like anybody would in their practices of um, how to manage whatever symptoms they have or how to prevent with diet, uh, with, you know, certain care, you know, maybe medicines, things like that, or um, or, you know, holistic opportunities so that they can reduce the reduce the, um, the, the liabilities of disease. Okay. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. Um, so we have some satellite branches actually going to be, be um, coming to the California area. We're in the process of developing it. And then once we get uh, our other practice ready, we will most likely be in the Southern California as well. So um, as we grow, we probably will have something in the San Francisco area at some point. So that'd be um, to be to be continued. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, but yes, and nationally, we want to uh, spread our wings and definitely be able to share this with many other folks that um, it may not be as uh, available in their communities. The other thing is, is we definitely want to encourage uh, education. Um, so we even want to put programs out where we introduce it to the schools and so that they know that peripheral arterial disease can happen so that they just have it in their mind that if they want to rule it out, then they're thousand steps ahead and literally thousand steps, meaning that they will uh, increase their opportunity to continue to walk for many, 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 many years. Um, So, our goal is to educate, uh, place place uh, locations all throughout the nation, and then at some point uh, we will probably be doing some kind of uh, um, philanthropy. Mm-hmm. But we're two, about two and a half years new. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, so you're just getting started and already mm-hmm. doing amazing work, and it's dramatic. I mean, it it. I mean, the testimonials that we receive is just phenomenal because the folks, like I said, they didn't realize. And um, the approach is so simple. As I say, it's simple. Now, uh, when when folks, say, are in a different area and you say, well, how do, how do they reach out to us? Say, say they're in San Francisco. Or say they're in uh, in Northern California. I'll tell you, if they're willing to take the drive as a road trip to the vascular land, it is worth. Because if they're the type of folk that say, well, you know what? 
We can stop over here and take a look at the ocean before we get to Sacramento. Or we could stop at this vintage find and, you know, we can do some thrift shopping. Or we could check out that burger place that we've heard about on, you know, diners and driving or whatever. And they can take the journey and have fun before they get here. Because that two-hour trip is far more a better place than if they were to ignore it, never come to Vascular Institute, and then have the decline down the road by not taking the trip. Yeah, that's like a medical vacation right there. I mean, even before you you offered in all these other places to visit uh, along the way of getting to the Vascular Institute, it reminded me of of that you know joke well, joke around. I've in the past we talk about medical vacation, um, going somewhere to get better care, but uh, you actually sound like the Vascular Institute is a vacation itself when it comes to care. <laughs> so um, compared to other other types of care. So when you're talking about, you're talking about California. So we have listeners all over, um, all over the country and uh, in other countries. So do you have a, a resource? What can people do now if they're not anywhere near Sacramento area besides taking a road trip? <laughs> Some people may. Um, yeah. What, what kind of, because, you know, you're talking about education, which I'm a firm believer in. So do you yeah. have information and resources on the web that people can read? Yes, yeah, so they can actually go to www.myvascular.com. It's myvascular.com. And the reason why we call it myvascular is because it is that person's vascular system. It's not our mm-hmm. system. It's their mm-hmm. system. And we want to take care of their system. We like we said, like I said, it's their mind and their body. But if we give them the tools to have their mind and body function at a level of where they were when we were young and free, you know, we can get back to that. We can, we can heal them in that way to where they're so just in, and it's not saying as in a way that like, oh my gosh, if we had not gone to Vasco Institute, but it's that person who chose to fix their vascular system. Mm-hmm. So they made the choice. Mm-hmm. But but with the tools that we give them, it gives them an informed way and in, make an informed decision to say, we'll do what we can to get there. So if they go to myvascular.com, there is resources, there is explanation, there is an assessment. They can actually oh, nice. take an online assessment. And they click all the buttons. And if, if it scores, you know, a certain amount, they'll say, oh, well, you know what? Let us talk to you. So, for example, if there's someone in, you know, the rural area now that goes on to myvascular.com and takes the assessment, they fill out the information, you know, their name and phone number. We give them a call. We can do telehealth because we know with this pandemic journey, we now offer telehealth because we saw that there was an impact of a lot of folks so afraid to go to the doctor Yes, that they did not want to leave their premises. So we have to be very, very um, delicate yet firm to find out what is going on uh, with them in their home. You know, Mm -hmm. we want to ask all the poignant questions so that we can determine if they do need to come in. Now, if they do have to come in, we figure out a way. We yeah. make it happen. Because it doesn't matter. If they can't get there, we'll come get you. We'll find nice. a way. Because at the end of the day, it is about taking care of our patients. So right now in our 2021, we are obsessed with patient care. The reason being is because the pandemic has sheltered a lot of folks from, you know, from a lot of things. It's not just peripheral arterial disease. It's all diseases. Mm -hmm. And it's so sad because, you know, this year is going to be the year of healing, not only the mind, not only the body, but also the mind of the world. Yes. You know, we have to dig deep, sink in our heels and say, okay, we're here for you. What do you need from us? 
And as soon as they say, just come and help us, we're going to be there. So go to myvascular.com. You could call us. Uh, you can also, uh, if you want to leave my email and my phone number, you can call me as well. I'll direct you in the right place. You know, and if you're not ready yet, if a person's not ready yet, they're not ready. But by having a person to speak with, like such as myself, or as our director, or even our interventional radiologist, they want to hear from the doctor. We're all here to help that person make an informed decision and feel at peace and feel calm. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for, for sharing all the information of this new institute that you're growing and the education around it um, for not only, uh, you know, for us, but also for the medical industry and, and also just being readily available for anybody listening right now. So all the stuff that she mentioned, we're going to have in the show notes. So you'll definitely be able to get a hold of the website, my vascular, and uh, we can go ahead. And if she wants, we can leave her email and phone number or a phone number that you can call for more information. If phone is better than an actual zoom. So yeah, we'll have all of that there for you. So that way, if this interests any of you, any of you have concerns, um, you have questions, now you have a wonderful resource with Jennifer um, to reach out to. I appreciate you so much, Denise. Oh, thank I, you. And, and, and I thank you for this opportunity because, you know, as well as yourself, you know, you are, are in, the, um, in the healthcare sector and you want to heal folks as well. And so your compassion for people, it just, it resonates right now with, you know, this podcast itself, this, this helps folks learn about, you know, just avenues that they may not have heard before and even, even what you offer. And, you know, it just, it opens up the doors to some, so many, so many, uh, you know, lands. (laughs) Yes, I know. Thank you. It's a, it is why we do the show It's why we do the show, because I believe there's something for everybody. I believe there are resources out there that people don't know about. And there's also good information. And that's what we want to supply here. And then it's up to the person to take action if they want to help themselves and, and change their life or improve their life. So Absolutely. especially during the pandemic. So <laughs> a lot of information you can sit with and um, actions to take if this is an avenue. So yeah, Vascular Institute, we were just here um, at the land of vascular healing. And thank you for taking us to this wonderful (laughs) medical vacation land. (laughs) Thanks for joining the Passionate Health Advocate Show with your host, Denise DeShutler. Like what you hear? Then subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.